What's up, everybody? This is FTW with Imad Khan. I'm Imad Khan of Tom's Guide, and joining me today on this co-ed Valorant edition is Dexero's esports editor, Andy Williams. Hi there, how you doing? Last week, Evil Geniuses announced its new Valorant roster ahead of the Champions Tour. It made news because of the team's gender composition. The team will comprise of both female and male players, with longtime CSGO pro Christine Potter Chi leading as captain. So, Evil Geniuses said in a statement, quote, If you've got a hot take, spare us. This isn't a gimmick, it's a game changer. Uh, Andy, as somebody who's been covering the Valorant scene since its inception, and who's been in the esports scene for a long time, what is your hot take on Evil Genius's new Valorant team? It's a, it's a tough call. Uh, I don't I don't think there's much of a hot take to make right now. Um, I think you know it's it's a great move from the organization standpoint. It's definitely a way to make a statement. Uh, I believe that you know that there could definitely be a bit of a future here for this roster for sure. Uh, unfortunately, we saw them uh, debut uh, in the Champions Tour, and I believe they were beaten by a team called Serenity. Um, now, obviously, you know, in terms of the roster, they, they're, they're newly formed. Uh, they've come from separate teams. You know, I believe we've got, you know, part of the GX3 roster. And I think we've also got part of the Moon Raccoons roster as well. Uh, the GX3 roster, actually, uh, with a team that just lost out in the uh, FTW showdown, uh, which was part of the Ignition series. But, I mean, in terms of the roster and the core, uh, I believe that there is definitely some potential there. Uh, but in terms of, you know, the organization trying to spare the hot takes and whatnot, I believe everyone's going to have their opinion. Uh, and in my in my view, I just think it's a really great move by the organization. It's refreshing uh, and it, it's nice to see them step into the space as well, because obviously it's, it's an organization with plenty of prestige. You know, when the when the announcement came that uh, Val, uh, Evil Genius is having this mixed gendered team, the first thought was, well, this is cool, but it's not necessarily new. The Shanghai Dragons had something similar with the Overwatch League, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, obviously, it, it, it's not the newest uh, concept to strike esports. Uh, and obviously, we, the, the, the part that, that's really striking here is that it's essentially the first of its kind within Valorant, at least on the, on the Western side. Um, you know, we, we've seen fe all female rosters and obviously we've seen all male rosters and, you know, essentially we've seen them cross paths and we've also seen them have their own individualized tournaments. Um, so, yeah, definitely not the first of its kind. And I don't think it'll be the last of its kind, uh, whether or not it's the future. I think, um, you know, the, the, the sentiment, I believe, is, is definitely moving in the right direction uh, when it comes to, you know, this working as a project i think that the right head's there you know i think that you know pot is very switched on a very good background when it comes to you know counter-strike and analytical background plenty of experience uh, and i think they've acquired the right talent as well but in terms of the the roster as a core and as the concept yeah definitely not, nothing new you know speaking of potter i i actually have to admit um i don't know much about you know her uh, the the team's new captain christine potter she uh, she rose up the ranks in the Counter-Strike scene, playing um, more so on all-female teams. Uh, and she eventually became a talent, uh, became talent for, for broadcasts and whatnot. With Evil Geniuses, she really is taking on this leadership role and is really creating this team. Like, they're essentially handing her the keys. I mean, what else can you tell me about uh, Potter? Yeah, so as I explained, uh, you know, Potter was a big part of Counter-Strike, right? Uh, she played as a player, I believe, since sort of, mid early 2000s you know um so it's so really stemming from counter-strike and you know the, the original game or well the original adaptation 
let's call it. Um, and then obviously from there, you know, she's she's really built a foundation within that scene. Now we all know that the the translations between Valorant and Counter Strike are there. Uh, it doesn't take a genius to see that. Now in terms of you know the current Counter Strike climate, uh, we've seen a plethora of uh, organizations shift across to Valorant. Uh, I believe that's only natural given the state of the scene at the moment in North America for Counter-Strike. Um, in terms of Potter herself, you know, she's been right to the top, especially within female Counter-Strike. Uh, I believe she was a very core member of the CLG roster and ple uh, you know, a plethora of people will know about the CLG roster, you know, with the likes of Miss Harvey. Um, so in terms of her career, you know, obviously well-established, believe now she's early 30s uh, and she she's I, I believe she'll have one eye on the future when it comes to this roster and knowing exactly what ingredients make a championship caliber roster um, it'd be very good to see how it pans out you know like I said she was part of the GX3 lineup on uh, on the on the in the Valorant tournament uh, FTW showdown and you know they, they they narrowly missed out to, to magical in the grand final and we all know that they're a great roster. You know they've been been acquired by uh, Cloud Nine, so you know it, it's it's great. It's good to see, and I think it'll be great to keep an eye on them as they progress. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in in interview with Dot Esports, it seemed that uh, Potter was very adamant on having you know quote unquote Zoomers on her team. You know, people who were very twitchy, frag heavy, uh, essentially young, fast, aggressive players. The last in the last time you and I spoke, it seems that. The super aggressive aggro method not will not necessarily work at least you know in Valorant in all cases. I mean, what do you make of her uh, choice of team members and kind of like the strategy or the strategy she has moving forward? Uh, in terms of the choice of team members, first and foremost, you know, as I explained before, uh, she has a uh, Claudia who's a teammate from GX3, and then I believe she acquired mm -hmm. the talent of uh, Temp and Alexander from Moon Raccoons, who have mm -hmm. you know done some notable damage in the scene already. You know, you just have to look back at the UMG closed, uh, closed and open qualifiers, and I believe they uh, they took down the likes of Complexity uh, on that on their run there. Um, now, obviously, uh, they've also turned to Mamba Mode Gaming as well for their fifth. In terms of the talent themselves, I believe that the you know the foundations are there. Like I said, Potter knows what she's doing when it comes to you know generating a roster with one eye on the future. Um, now, obviously, in terms of the meta and how that fits, you you need a versatile roster down right we're, we're, we're approaching a stage of valorant where there is more agents becoming readily available and i believe that the meta will always shift with that um you know there's patches every few weeks so again the, the meta will shift now at the moment we are in a very fast-paced meta um you know a lot of utility being used in the early round and then from there you know duelists kind of do lead the charge and you know even even on the defensive sides as well we see duelists kind of dominating the ranks now, don't get me wrong, there'll always be that composition element that you need to be able to, you know, kind of get the right balance. Uh, and, you know, we've seen teams make it work with a three or four duelist lineup, you know. So in terms of, you know, what what's going to happen here, I think she's got the right talent there. In terms of adaptability, I think it's there as well. And it'll be great to just see how it pans out in the future. You know, I, I thought it was interesting that Cloud9 earlier had announced its second Valorant roster uh, called, I guess, Cloud9 White, and it's an all-female team. Do you think after EG's announcement, the idea of gender-based esports teams might be going away? Hmm. It's, it's a good question. Um, I think, as I explained earlier, I think that uh, that essentially there'll always be, there'll be two lanes. Uh, you know, obviously, it'll be great to see 
you know the switch across between those lanes you know we've, we 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 see that you know gender based rosters for example aren't exactly becoming a thing anymore you, we can we can see that the females are readily available to complete uh, to compete with males and and you know we we've seen the implications of that you know this this team evil geniuses yes they bowed out in the open qualifier but they did beat a team before they lost out to serenity so i think that you know gender based esports uh, definitely shouldn't be a thing uh, but i do think that there'll always be essentially two lanes now whether or not those lanes can run parallel to each other and intertwine every once in a while absolutely um so yeah it'd be great to see uh, especially with this mixed gender roster as well you know i think that as with any competition you know it should never be gender based it should always be if you're talented and you fit the bill in you go right and i think this is one of the first steps to really see that and as i think they believe they they said in the press release you know they're looking to revolutionize the game and you know it's great to see that they're looking at it with like i've said before one eye on the future in terms of where the game's going and you know the the, the future of esports really at its core yeah you know and it seems that a lot a few teams are you know finalizing their rosters before the champions tour i mean uh with evil geniuses doing it last week and then uh even Alliance just announcing it roughly about 20 hours ago from when we're recording. What do you make of at least Evil Geniuses trying to put this team together right before this tour starts? I mean, you know, the, this this core will have played together before, right? You know, they've scrimmed previous to the the announcement. You know, it'll have been a, it'll have been a methodical process, especially with a an organization like Evil Geniuses and like I said, a figurehead like Potter at the helm. Uh, shout out to my boy Banks, by the way, from Alliance. Great roster. Nice to see him making moves over on the European side of things as well. Um, but yeah, going back to the to the point at hand there, you know, in terms of the the composition and the time, I believe that this would have been in works for a while, right? You don't just essentially form a team on the hop when your evil genius is going into a tournament a matter of days before. So they'll know what they're doing, you know. The, the, the announcement's just timely, I believe. You know, this this could have been in the works for months. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's something that we're going to have to continue watching. And I think 2021 is going to be probably Valorant's banner year. Uh, you know, last year was kind of getting its footing. And already, you know, I was, I was reading Slasher's tweets. The uh, view, views that, uh, you know, Valorant events are getting this, you know, this past Sunday on Twitch were really high considering there was like no front page promotion. Uh I'm looking forward to 2021 Valent. Uh, with that, thank you so much, Andy. Uh, absolutely. My pleasure. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan. If you like the show, please rate, subscribe, and share. Full transcripts of the show can be found at ftwamad.com. To follow Andy and the work he does at Dexerto, you can find him at 05AMW on Twitter. To follow me and my writing over at Tom's Guide, find me at Imad on Twitter. And Ron Lines is our audio producer. With that, we'll catch you guys next week.